At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. God is good to us. So good to us. Well, tonight we're continuing in our series we started last Wednesday night on understanding the Holy Spirit really truly understanding who the Holy Spirit is and what his part and place is in our lives in in every person's life amen, amen. say this with me I am, I am a, spirit. a spirit say it again say it amen you are a spirit first and foremost and you know, the, the thing about God is, and the thing about the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, is that it's very elementary. It's not difficult to understand, um, but a lot of times we make it difficult. And the reason we make it difficult is because we spend more time developing the mind and the body, as I talked about last week, than we do understanding spiritual things. And, um, you know, that's, that's the world we live in. Everything's about the flesh. Everything is. Everything you watch is about the flesh. Everything you, you know, every commercial that's out there on a billboard or anywhere else, it's all about the flesh. All of it. And what goes along with the flesh is the soul, the mind, the will, and the emotions. And when the soul is locked into just natural understanding, all you, all you understand is what you see, what you hear, and what you've been taught in your past, and you base everything on that, then your soul is telling your body what to do. When, you're, when, you're, when your mind says, I want that thing and it's no good for you, but that's what you want, then that's what you go after and your body goes along with it. And when you under, to understand spiritual things, you have to understand that you are a spirit first and foremost. You have a soul, a mind, will, and emotions. Everybody does. And you live in a body. This body is like an earth suit, like an astronaut goes to a, another planet and they've got to have an astronaut suit, right? They had to have certain suits when they went, went to the moon. They had to have certain things, you know, set in place to go into a different environment. And to live on this planet, even though you're a spirit, to live on this planet, you have to have an earth suit. And just, you know... I mean, just we're kind of going for the jugular and saying how it is. Most people take better care of the flesh than they do of the spirit. Billions of dollars are spent on how to take care of your body and how to take care of your mind. Billions are spent on that. Very little is spent on building your spirit. And that's why we've got to understand that we're a spirit first. And when you're a spirit first and you know it, and you have an appetite for the things of God and His Word, the renewing of the mind 
that affects your mind, will, and emotions, the renewing of your mind to think like God, now put your soul in a place where it's actually a servant to your spirit. So now, when your spirit man is telling your body what to do, you're not doing all the things that you shouldn't be doing. Remember when the Apostle Paul said, he was actually talking about himself, but he said there's this, you know, there's these times when, you know, I find myself doing what I don't want to do, and the things that I should be doing, I'm not doing. And, And meaning, meaning, talking about in that whole passage there, he's talking about his unrenewed mind that everybody has, you part of this world, then you, you came into this world and born into sin and into an unrenewed, fallen world that has a bunch of really bad ideas and fills our heads with it. People in church, in, just in the church world in general, filled up with a bunch of really screwy ideas about who God is and then who we are in, in relation to who God is. And we've got to fix that. And to do that, we've got to understand who the Holy Spirit is. And that's what our series is about. Say it again. I am a spirit. I am a spirit. Amen. So, Proverbs 18, 14 in the Amplified. We read it last week. I'm going to read it again. The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. But a weak, broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? And I made, I made the point last week, and I'm making it again, that a strong spirit will see you through physical or financial or marital issues. It'll see you through issues with your children. It'll see you through issues with your career or anything else in life. Having a strong, built-up spirit will, will do that. See, when you were created, when you were conceived, the moment you were conceived, you were complete. Your body was complete, your spirit was intact, your soul was there, all of it was there. The moment you were conceived, you were complete. You grew in your mother's womb, you were born, you came out, you, you began to grow up, and until you came to an age of an accountability where you could understand spiritual things, you were not born again. You had a human spirit that was dormant, Kind of like on the inside of you if your spirit is compared to a balloon. The the balloon was there, but there was no air in it. But the moment you got born again, that balloon came alive. And your spirit man became alive. Until then, you were body and soul in operation. And so, being body and soul, you take in all kinds of information from the moment you're conceived In the mother's womb, you take in all kinds of things. If there's a bad scene going on between the parents, if it was not, if it was a pregnancy that wasn't wanted, there's all kinds of things that happen in the soul of a person that affects their lives. And that's why you need to be built up spiritually so that mind and that soul, that the, the, the unrenewed emotions and past of that person's life can get prepared and ready to operate in spiritual things so that we can be delivered of that and not use that as an excuse for how bad my life is. If you or me or anybody else, if any of us are playing the victim, it's because we don't understand spiritual things. 
everywhere. You see it all over the media. You see it everywhere. Everybody's a victim. But I'm telling you today, you don't have to live as a victim. You can live empowered to direct your life the way God wants it directed, but you have to understand spiritual things. And I'm telling you, a strong spirit will see you through any kind of trouble. So we're talking about spiritual things. Can you say amen to that? So we have to understand how it works and how much that He needs your participation. He needs you to participate in growing up. It's all about Him. It's all about His Word. It's all about the Holy Spirit and, and who the Holy Spirit is. But you have to participate and play a part in allowing yourself to be built up. If you don't, He's not going to just overshadow your, your lack of willingness to participate and your, your lack of wanting to be involved in that and just make it happen anyway. It's not going to happen. You and I play a part. He's done all the work. Now we've got to learn how to receive it. And we won't if we don't understand it from a spiritual perspective. So I read... Um, <clears throat> last week I talked about, uh, I, I'm not reading it tonight, but I mentioned to you about when uh, in the Gospels when the, the, uh, the Apostle John was baptizing Jesus and he said, um, he said I, I baptize with water unto repentance, but there's one coming after me that will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and in fire. And he said, and now he's actually coming right now, and that's when John baptized him. But he told him, there's, there's something that I do, and, and there's one experience here, but there's another experience that's coming that you've got to understand and embrace. So all along with his disciples, Jesus was constantly telling him, telling them about the Holy Spirit. So we read this last week. And I'm not going to read as much as I did last week, but, but in John 14, and just verse 1, he told his disciples, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Verse 25 says, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he'll do a number of things, but he says, he will teach you all things. And He will bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And He said the way that happens is, the way it happens is for you to believe that this helper, this second helper, He was the first helper, this second helper is here to teach you all things and bring to your remembrance what you need to know every single day. It's the power to be able to overcome. Um, I've, I've added this definition to my daily routine. I want to read this to you real quick. I've added this definition of a word to my daily routine. And it's a, it's a part of my daily routine that I do on being free from fear not allowing fear to rule in my life. And um, in Isaiah 41.10, it says this, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. 
it goes on to say some other things, but the word dismayed is defined this way. Experiencing or showing feelings of alarm, concern, or dismay, upset, worried, or agitated because of some unwelcome situation or occurrence. How many times a day do you have something that is unwelcomed and was not planned to happen? It can be something somebody says. It can be something that happens at work. It can be something that happens at church. It can be, have, it can be something that happens, I, I don't know, I, I mean, all kinds of things every day that can, that can happen like that. And, and the word that is used about many, many different times, um, but about four or five times in verses that I speak over myself every day is the word dismayed. And he said, he said here, he said, be not dismayed, for I am your God. So, he am my God, right? And he is that he is. And what, he, what all is he? he? He's my healer. He's my provider. He's my protector, right? And he said, do not be alarmed when you have unexpected things that come your way because I got it. I got your back if you'll trust me, if you'll believe in me, if you believe that I can handle every situation by not allowing fear to overtake your thought and your thoughts and your actions. See, it doesn't just overtake our thoughts because when fear comes to the, the, to the head and there's nothing that the Holy Spirit is, is showing you because you're not listening to the Holy Ghost, now my head tells my body to be afraid. And when my body's afraid, it shuts my body down. I shut down my head, my emotions. I feel bad. I feel I don't want to do anything. I'm upset. I'm this. I'm woe is me. Now I'm a victim. Now it's this. And there, you know, whatever the situation is, usually it's a result of what someone else has said, done, or whatever. And the only way to overcome is that you're able to listen to the voice of the Spirit inside of you tell you what the real truth is. That's why he said, be not dismayed. Do not be alarmed when some unexpected situation arises. Do not be alarmed. I got your back. Everybody say, he's my God. He's your everything. Can you say amen to that? So, So in, in what he was telling his disciples, he, he constantly was reminding them, hey, I'm leaving, but I'm sending you a helper, I'm sending you another helper. Hey, hey, I'm leaving. I mean, how is that going to profit us that you go away? He kept saying that it's going to profit you that I leave. How can that happen? You're the only one that has ever, we've, we've never seen miracles till you came around, and, and everywhere you go, everything turns out good, and why would it be good that you go away? Because he came here to give us what he got that made the difference. See, for 30 years, he had no ability to make any difference either, until the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? Until the Holy Ghost. Well, last week we talked we looked at Acts chapter 1, and I'm not going to look at that again, but it talked about what Jesus told them to do when he was here 40 days after he was resurrected. He told them, go and tarry, 
and the, whole, and the promise of the Spirit will come to you. I'm telling you today, the promise of the Spirit has come to you and I. But we have to understand what this experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit truly is. Okay? And, and the rest of what I'm going to share with you tonight has to do with breaking that down to where we understand how valuable that this commodity, if you want to call it, that the Holy Spirit is, that we have at our disposal, is, is here to benefit everything about our lives. But listen, if, if you don't understand it, you won't do anything with it. And I promise you that I am spending however long it takes for everyone in here to walk away from the, this series with something greater on the inside of them of understanding what it means to be baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of being able to pray with other tongues. Because all through the Bible, and what one, one of the passages I'm reading tonight is where it showed very definitely a distinction between being saved and being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Same Holy Ghost, two separate experiences. Same Holy Spirit, but two experiences. Acts chapter 2, this is where it started. This is Jesus said, go tarry in Jerusalem and wait for this. And they did. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat on each of them. And, as, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Who began to speak with other tongues? They did. They had to speak. They began to speak with other tongues when they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is the promise of the Spirit that started what I read to you last week out of John, that started with John when he said, I baptize in water unto repentance, right? Which was a form of salvation. That's what he preached. But he said, there's one coming after me that I'm not even worthy to untie his shoelaces that will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and with fire. And that's what happened right here. That's what happened right there. Jesus said it would. He promised it. In the 40 days before he left the earth, after he was resurrected, before he ascended upon high, he reminded them. The promise of that spirit that I told you about is coming to pass. And it came to pass. Can you say amen to that? Now, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 17. Ephesians 5 and 17. He said, I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation. He said, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Now, he didn't, there wasn't, remember, these are letters. So he didn't write that sentence and then totally change direction of what, what, what he meant in the next verse or the next sentence here. So these are two different verses, 17 and 18. But he says, 
Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Understand what the will of God is. And this is what he's talking about. This is the will of God. He said, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can say there, don't be drunk with wine. Don't be strung out on drugs. Don't be, you know, you could, you could say it like this. Don't be overdone in the excesses of the wrong kind of foods that could be eaten. Don't, um, don't allow anything to control your body that's going to cause you to be out of control. Because when I'm out of control, I'm not listening to this. Now, I said this last week, I'm going to say it again. Your spirit and the Holy Spirit are one, okay? And your conscience is the voice of the Spirit speaking to your spirit so that your spirit, your human spirit, can tell your mind what we're going to do that tells your body this is what we're doing. That's why what we're going to teach in our, in our Connect Equip class on um, developing a daily routine, that's why this daily routine thing is so important because of what it builds in you and teaches you along the way. See, the Holy Spirit is there to reveal truth to you, but if you have no truth in you, He has nothing to reveal. He's not going to reveal just something out of thin air. It's got to be what... Is what is already being built on the inside of you. So when he tells you that that's right, and your mind is being renewed, and your mind knows that's right, and you're hearing that from inside of you, and, and out here on the outside, it's screaming at you and telling you that, no, it's this way, and it, it's based on how it looks or how you feel or what someone said. No, no, no. No, I'm basing it on what the Word said that I've been putting in, and the Holy Spirit is revealing to me, and now He's saying, I'm telling you the truth, and I want you to do this. And then I find myself doing that. And the more I practice, listen, this is a lifelong development that just doesn't happen overnight. And it's not going to happen if I take a couple of steps forward and five back. And if this was easy, everybody would do it. You know what? It's absolutely, it is absolutely elementary simple. It is so Simple, but it's not easy. It's not easy to stay with it. When your head's screaming one way and you're speaking the word and you're saying to yourself, this isn't even helping me. It's not even doing me any good. Why am I, why am I doing this? Why am I saying these things? It's not helping. I mean, I, you know, this situation's not changing. I've been speaking the word for at least three weeks and nothing's happened. You're not speaking the word to change the circumstances today. You're speaking the word to change the way you think. When you change the way you think and you believe the word of God, when you're given situations like being dismayed, when, you, when, when, un, when uh, unexpected circumstances arise and there's this dismay feeling, this anxious feeling that tries to come over you, no, 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 no. I'm casting that thing down. Be not dismayed. Why? Because... My God, my healer, my God, my provider, my God, my protector, my God, my everything is with me. He said He'd never leave me to forsake me to the ends of the earth. 
I don't need anything else but Him. No matter how I feel. And, I, and listen, just because you say something doesn't mean that the emotions of something that has arisen in the moment that's trying to get the best of you, that didn't mean the emotions have left. But you're going to continue to stand on that Word, and you're going to continue to remind yourself we're not being moved. And you're going to continue to remind yourself that you are a spirit. And you're following after and listening to spiritual things and not being moved by natural things. And the more you remind yourself of that, and the more you remind yourself of that through the Word of God, the more power that you have to overcome and squish Every situation that comes your way, I mean, even before it's there, it's like it hits and it's like, eh, nope, not taking it, moving on. And you know what? Your body will show, it will follow with actions by not allowing yourself to be shut down because you're moved by a, a, an emotional type situation. Some people are strong in certain areas and weak in other areas. God wants you strong in every area. Because wherever you're weak, <laughs> that's where the enemy is. He's directed right at you. I mean, he's coming after your weakness. Hmm? Wherever you're weak. You know, it doesn't matter how strong you are. Because he'll come after your weakness and get you to the place where even things you're strong in, they become weaker. Only answer. The only answer is the Holy Ghost. He said the only answer is the Holy Ghost. He'll teach you all truth. He'll lead you and guide you. He'll show you everything that you need to know in life. He said, there's no reason for you to be dismayed, no, no fear. He said, in the world there's great trouble, but be a good cheer. I've overcome the world. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but you know, Pastor, the, you know, the stuff that I'm struggling with, it's because of me. He's overcome that too. He's overcome you. Hmm? Yeah. So, what we have to see tonight is two things out of, out, of this pa out of this passage that I just read. He said, don't be drunk with wine. Don't, and his point is, don't allow anything to control your life. He said, but, but one translation in the Amplified, it says, but be being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a constant thing. It's not, okay, I was filled one day, I was baptized in the Holy Ghost, and I began to pray at the other time. Do you know how many people I know that, that were prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? They got it. They received it. They started praying in other tongues and haven't prayed in tongues for years. I mean, what do you know that you can do? I mean, even riding a bike can be tough if you don't ride a bike for, you know, 25 years. Yeah, it's not like it was then. Yeah, because you, you, no muscle memory. You lost it, you know? I mean, you'll, you'll probably be able to balance and kind of work it out, but you've got to redo it again, right? That's why we've got to stay on this and not back off. Can you say amen? amen? Be being filled continually. As you give out, you receive more. Last week we talked about how do you build yourself up? In faith in God, in trust in God, how do you build yourself up? By praying in the Holy Spirit. There's no other way to build yourself up in faith 
but to pray in the Holy Ghost. Because when I pray in, in other tongues, when I begin to pray in the Spirit, my mind is unfruitful. I may not even know anything that I'm going to pray about. I'm just starting to pray in the Spirit. I may, may feel a certain way, and I'm going to begin to pray in the Spirit. He said, you'll pray in the Spirit, then you pray with the understanding. You'll begin to understand in the natural what it is that you need or what you need to speak. And the more you develop that, the more confident that you get in being able to hear internally instead of paying attention to everything out here. You've got to shut this down and make sure this is wide open. So whatever I'm getting out here, I'm able to renew and keep under control. I'm the one in control because I'm not controlled by the natural thing. He said drunk with wine, but I don't care what it is. Things that distract us. People, you know, you have to have in this life, because of the stress and the pressure and everything that's out there, you have to have a release. I don't care who you are, you have to have a release. And it may be alcohol, it may be drugs, it may be food, it may be whatever it is. You may have, to, you may have a, a hobby that's a release that you do it all the time. Yeah? And, 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 and I'm telling you, anything else that's controlling your life will not bring you what you're looking for. Only the Holy Ghost. He's got all the truth. So, yes, you have to have a release. And yes, other things are, <clears throat> are nice to have in moderation. You know, but there's nothing like <clears throat> being convinced of what the Holy Spirit will give you and you allowing Him to be your go-to to have release in this life. He be the go-to. And I, I'm just telling you right now, if you're just born again, if you're just born again, okay, if a person is just born again, that's a great thing. Your destiny is heaven. You have an understanding of the Word because the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. But that's Holy Spirit within. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, which we'll see in a moment in this passage I'm going to end with tonight, is the Holy Spirit upon you. There's an internal manifestation of the Holy Spirit, but then there's the Spirit that comes upon you. And that Spirit that comes upon you brings, brings a power and an ability to accomplish things that in the natural you feel helpless. You don't feel like you can do it. But I'm telling you, with Him, you can do it. So, there's, <clears throat> there's about five different examples in Scripture talking about the difference in the two separate experiences of salvation and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I want to read one of them tonight, <clears throat> and it's Acts 19, verse 1 through 7. So just follow with me here because I want to make several points about this, about understanding the difference in being born again, confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead, that He is truly the Savior of the world, to receive Him that way, and to receive through the laying on of hands the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. And you see it very clearly here in Acts 19. In verse 1 it says, And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, 
having passed through the upper regions, came to where? Ephesus, where we just were in the book of Ephesians. So it was the church at Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? The question he was asking was, did you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit when you got born again? Now watch. This, and it'll back it up here. So they said to him, well, we've not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, now, now, now who, who, who is he talking to? He was finding some disciples. This is after the, this is way after the cross. And he's finding some disciples of Jesus who were born again. And they're saying, we didn't hear that there was a Holy Spirit. So watch what he's saying. We have not so much heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. And, that, and so they did this, and they're saying, that's what we received. John preached about repentance. How many know that repentance is a great thing? Yeah, but if you just stop at repentance and being water baptized, if you just stop there, you've only gained so much of what can be accomplished in the kingdom of God. And, and what's lacking now is the power upon you. There's a power within you, thank God for it, but there's a power that comes upon you that you're lacking if you don't, go, you don't go beyond this, so watch, they go, he, the Apostle Paul goes beyond that. Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. Remember, John said that in, in John chapter 3 that we read last week. There's one coming after me that will baptize you the Holy Ghost and, and with power, or with fire. When they heard this, when they heard what he said here, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. See, so these guys were baptized twice. So see, my thing that I offer people to be baptized again is scriptural. <laughs> see, they're already baptized, and they're already born again, but they get baptized again in the name of the Lord Jesus, and, and but that wasn't enough, and when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came where? In them? No. On them. Everybody say, on them. on them. So, there's a Holy Spirit experience inward, in me. I'm born again. But now he's talking about a separate experience. Same Holy Ghost, same Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same Spirit that lives on the inside of me. But he said, we can have him on us. He said, and when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 guys there. They spoke with tongues, and they prophesied. Because they believed there was another experience. You see that? Do we see Paul forcing them to do anything? 
Ah, you bunch of heathens. You don't understand nothing. You're just a bunch of idiots. Come out here and let me show you how it's done. Nothing would have happened. Listen to me. If we don't, if, if the world, if the world we're living in right now, let me say it like this. I'll just, I'll just offer just at least my perspective, okay? This isn't everywhere. But I've seen where a lot of the church has shied away from talking about the Holy Spirit in this manner because it feels kind of weird and kind of, you know, sci-fi or whatever. Hmm? And because it's kind of an unknown region and realm, they don't want to offend people. But, man, why? Okay, if somebody's going to be offended, then they're going to be offended. But to me, the worst thing that can happen is that we keep the information away from people from knowing that there's another experience. And it doesn't matter. I'm telling you tonight, every time I teach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, my prayer language increases because I'm so focused on it and I see things it's like that I've never seen before. I mean, I've read the Scriptures time and time and time and time again, but I see something that the Holy Spirit is revealing to me about it that I've never seen before in my life. And it causes me to to go deeper and to want more. I want to continually be being filled with the Holy Ghost. And when you believe that He wants to be on you, not just in you. He wants to be on you. And, and that Holy Spirit on you experience comes from being baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues so that you can build yourself up and you can experience things in the outward manifestation out here that you wouldn't necessarily experience if you weren't baptized in the Holy Ghost. And I'm the first to admit, in my, I wasn't saved. I, I, didn't, I wasn't saved in my early life. I didn't, live, I didn't grow up in the church. I got saved when I was 18, or almost 18. And uh, in my experiences in the church, the things about the Holy Spirit were just, I mean, a lot of what I saw was just downright, I, I didn't like any of it, you know? And, and I, I just went on my own personal search and found people that really believed in this and understood it. And when it became real to me, I mean, I've never looked back. But there was a lot of people offended by it, a lot of people, you know, there, there was a lot of misunderstanding, a lot of laboring, trying to make people get baptized in the Holy Ghost. You can't make anybody do anything, especially get baptized in the Holy Ghost. Because potentially in the natural, it's outright confusing how you actually pray in other tongues. Okay? The Spirit gives me the utterance, but I do the speaking. But where does it come from, and how do I do it? And is it, I mean, is it, you know, do I get this, like, you know, kind of like a, you know, a little scroll on TV, you know, on, like you're watching TV, like the news or something, they've got a scroll on the bottom. Is there going to be this scroll across my forehead, you know, that's going to tell me what to say? 
I mean, how, how, how does it actually happen? That's what's confusing in the natural. It's confusing. But it makes sense spiritually when you understand what comes on you. Come here, Joe. So, so if Joey's standing here and we're not going to just face me. We're not going to do this. We're not doing this tonight, but possibly next week or the following week. We're going to pray for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And you say, well, why don't you do it tonight? Because God said, don't. You've got to teach first. And there's got to be enough understanding with it. And so, so when we pray for people, if Joey was up here and he'd never been, I know he prays in other tongues, but that doesn't mean anything. You can receive more right? So, so he comes up here, and out of obedience to what the Apostle Paul did here, okay, I'm going to ask him, you here to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And he says, yeah, right? Amen. So I'm going to lay my hands on you right now. And there's something that happens in the laying on of hands out of obedience in the Word. And, and when somebody's laying hands that believes in this, their faith with the expectation that the person has that's come up here. Because see, when, when I invite you to come up here to be prayed, we're not going to pray for you in your seat. You're going to come stand up here. So that means you've got to want to do it. There's no reason to come up here if you're just thinking, well, you know, pastor's going to do something to me. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do nothing except what I've found in the Word to do and be obedient to. And if you'll receive that, then my faith and your faith join together, boom, baptized in the Holy Ghost, you'll start praying in other tongues. But, but, how do, but how does that happen? How do you start praying in other tongues? Well, when I was first prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I got one word, and I heard it. And my wife was prayed for, weren't you in the same night? Yeah, and she started like praying all this eloquent stuff. And I'm thinking, shama, 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 and she's got this, you know, this poetry coming out of her mouth or whatever, and I'm thinking, man, my, mine's, mine sucks. <laughs> if you can say that in church, you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that's kind of what I felt. But the guy that was there, he said to me afterwards, I asked him, I said, this is what I got. He said, that's great. He said, but you just keep saying that every day. And he said, what will happen is it will develop. And you know what he compared it to? is a little baby. Baby's born. Some of the first words that they say is dada. I don't know. You know, whatever they say. And, and so that's just a couple of words like dada or mama or whatever, whatever they're hearing. And so they say that, but they keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying it. And then dada, I want this. And then this and this. And he compared it to natural language developing like that. You keep saying it, you keep saying it and knowing that what you received that night when hands were laid on you, that you were baptized in the Holy Ghost, it will increase. Other people have got, uh, uh, like, just lift your hands if, if you've been prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you've received, when you first got prayed, you received more than one word. More than one word. Just lift your hand, okay? And, uh, many people, it was more than one word. So whatever you get... You keep developing that and, and practicing it. That doesn't sound spiritual to practice it, but how are you going to get good at it? Is there anything in life you're going to be good at if you don't practice? No. It's the same way with God and with the Holy Spirit. 
But there is a belief, just stand right there, there's a belief, and when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. And when that happened, because Paul believed that he was to do that, and they received from him because they believed what Paul said, and, they, and today, because I'm teaching this, people can believe this because the Word says it, Holy Spirit came upon them, and they begin to pray with other tongues. I don't know how any simpler to say it. But one of the key things is you've got to believe that when you're prayed for, when hands are laid on you, that the Holy Spirit is coming upon you. Thank you. The thing about that is, you might feel something, you might get goosebumps or you might feel something you may feel nothing but you know out of obedience in the word to the word of God you've received what Paul did I'm doing what Paul did and you're receiving from me the way that these guys received from the apostle Paul and if it happened to him God's no respecter of person if it happened to those guys those 12 guys and they all begin to speak with other tongues then anybody that I pray for if I believe it it's going to happen to them too if they're coming expecting to receive. That's why the teaching part of it is so important. Without that, there's no belief. There's no believing in it. Two separate experiences. The Holy Spirit coming inside of you when you get born again in your spirit man, your spirit and the Holy Spirit becoming one and hands laid on you to receive the Holy Spirit coming upon you. I don't feel like I can say it any simpler than that. And I'm believing, man, I'm, I am praying for you, each and every one of you in here, whether you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit to this point or not. If you have, I'm believing that some of you want more. You, you're going to have me pray for you again to receive more. And if you've already been baptized in the Holy Spirit, or you haven't been baptized with the Holy Spirit, that you're going to come and you will receive in the name of Jesus when we do it. We're going to do it. We're going to pray for people three or four, five different times in the next couple of months. So if we do it next Wednesday, I'm not for sure that we'll do it next Wednesday, but for sure by, by the, the following Wednesday, if we do it on one of those nights, and you don't feel like you're ready to do that, just keep coming and listening and hearing. I promise you, you'll get it. You'll get it when the time is right for you. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Everybody say this. I am, I am a, spirit. a spirit. Keep telling yourself that every day. Keep reminding yourself every day that you are a spirit. And what we're talking about is how to become less earthly-minded and more heavenly-minded in everything that we do. Amen? Spiritually minded in everything we do. Less natural stuff and so much more of the spiritual things that God wants to do and say to us on a day-to-day -day basis. That, that's what this opens the door to. You know what? Probably most of you in here that have been baptized with the Holy Spirit and you pray with other tongues, even what you're hearing in the last couple of weeks is challenging you to spend more time at it. 
Because the more time you spend with it and, and praying in the Spirit, the more you find yourself yielding to Him in difficult times, but staying really connected to Him in good times. Because of your awareness of Him and who He is and what He wants to do in your life. I'm going to end with this statement. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, the separate experience, is for everybody. It's for everybody. Think of what this planet would be like if everybody was saved and everybody was baptized in the Holy Ghost. Well, if that was the case, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> he had already come back and he had built a new heaven and a new earth. <laughs> if we were all like that, no reason for us to stay down here in this fallen earth for all of us saved and all of us baptized in the Holy Ghost. Time to get rid of the, the enemy and get him in the pit and get the lid shut and settle it all and we're, we're in glory forever. Can you say amen to that? But that's what we're shooting for. Everybody to understand this stuff. So you've got to teach it. You've got to put it out there. Tonight, I'm believing that you receive that. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.